0: What's up, junkies? Welcome back in for another edition of Pigskin Junkies. Myself, Michael Larson, and D. Scott Panza. Uh, we're back. It's a draft. It's We're going to dive all the way back into February and, and try and jar your memory real quick of the Super Bowl because uh, somebody who shall not be named finally got a new computer and got everything working on said computer. Um, so if you want it, if you want the original one, tweet us, let us know. And uh, I'll, I'll edit it just for you guys I always, <laughs> But Scott, how are we doing? Well,
1: doing great, Mike it feels, ba- it feels great to be back Getting some action down On some, some NFL props The draft, I love the draft I thoroughly, thoroughly remember my sophomore year in college It was finals week And NFL <laughs> draft was on And that Saturday Instead of studying for finals We all watched All of the saturday rounds three through seven when back when they would do uh the first round on friday and then the first two rounds on friday the rest of it on saturday Mm -hmm. and we watched the whole freaking thing (laughs) and uh yeah, still did okay on finals, but uh, probably could have done better if I wasn't distracted by the draft. But uh, I thoroughly love the draft. Uh, I love that they switched to Thursday night, just the first round. I think it's very exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm I'm locked and loaded. I'm 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 really excited for this draft because there's a, there's a lot of movement. I think we know where guys are going in the the first two picks, and then you know a lot of speculation on number three, and then it's kind of I just want there to be some drama, and I think there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of groupthink out there um, where guys are going to go, and I just want to see uh, things not fall that way and then all right. the mayhem.
0: Yeah, I think I mean I don't want to dive too hard into it with the draft because um, I know we're trying to save it, but I think it's one of those years where one and two are. You go okay, you kind of have an idea of what's about to happen, but with San Francisco trading up. It's almost like reverse thinking. I don't know if I've heard Schefter saying it too many times, but you're like, you don't trade up to number three without having your guy in mind. Yeah. But at the same time, trading up to number three allows you to really look at more options because you know that's going, what's going at one and two, where when you're sitting yeah. back at, um, wherever they were. Uh,
1: where were they? I think they were eleven.
0: I think so. Hold on. Wherever Miami is now, or Houston. Yeah, uh, 12, 12. Yeah, so... It was, I,
1: uh, yeah, Miami, via Houston,
0: yep. So it's one of those that you look at and you go, okay, every year, every draft, and uh, you, you go back to the Vikings in 2007 or, or whatever, yeah, 7, and you go Christian Ponder at 12, boom, that's when the draft changed. For <laughs> so the most part, there's always like one where you're like, okay, everyone's following pretty much verbatim what they're supposed to do and then a team comes out of left field and everything goes yeah. to heck. And San Francisco has the opportunity uh to do that, I think, depending on what they do.
1: And you know, I don't know why they would telegraph who they're gonna take uh as they have done or seemingly have done with Mac Jones, because then you're just letting all the other teams kinda settle into their draft board if they know who you're taking. But maybe it's just been misinformation. You know, Shefty came out today and he was saying, hey, you know, Trey Lance has shot up their draft board. So, you know, it's going to be very fun. Uh, you know, I think it was a few years ago, I think two years ago, the Raiders at like four drafted Cleveland Farrell. Yeah, uh, an edge rusher Yeah, and everyone was like what is going on here and then that completely changed draft and I think this year is one of those years where there's a lot less information I think a lot of people where they're projecting guys it's not going to go exactly as
0: mm-hmm.
1: that is planned and I think we're in for something very similar but let's back up real quick let's talk about how we nailed the Super Bowl again You've been <laughs> with us for three years now three and o in Super Bowls Laying some lumber, uh, all in on the box money line, all in spread. It was uh, it was a joyous, joyous day in the Panza house. We cooked up a feast, uh, a <laughs>
0: joyous feast.
1: We had a, we had a great time. I made wings for the first time. Uh, I guess I got to get an air fryer. Maybe one day I will. <sighs> That's
0: all nachos.
1: the rage. Um, I know it is all the rage. I got to get it. It's uh, it's it's on the list. <laughs> but uh, you know, very pumped for Tom Brady number seven. And it looks like they're going to be right back at it going for eight this year. Everyone, everyone is coming back. They yep. sent Giovanni Bernard. They're looking mighty fine into this year, but they they certainly were healthy at the end of last year. And part of making a run for the Super Bowl is being healthy at the right time and getting mm-hmm. hot at the right time. And that's what they did. Pump from my MTB. I got uh, the Barstool shirt with him, you know, hammered, yeah, hammered. off the boat. I plan our way and that. This weekend when I see your pretty face down in Florida <laughs> as we tee it up for the guys, it's fine.
0: Yes, it's going to be an exciting weekend down here in Orlando. Like you said, Scott, I think we, we were all over, and I told all my buddies, too, if the Bucks win the Super Bowl, you are an idiot if you don't put money on Tom Brady to be MVP. Because yeah. unless Leonard Fournette rushed for – there's, there's a second there where I was like, okay, he's got two touchdowns. and maybe yeah. Yeah. Um, or was it Gronk? I can't remember which one had two touchdowns. It was Gronk. It was yeah, Gronk. and you're like, maybe Gronk gets in there. Um, but T the 12 you just know it. So parlayed the snot out of that. and uh, Oh, yeah. Been feeling Obviously. pretty good about it.
1: I was right there with you, my friend. I forget what else we did on the props. I think the props are pretty good. But uh, I remember it was a, it was a P and l fruitful day, so... Uh, but we're on, and then we got, so we got draft tonight, which I think will impact uh team's futures. And then the, the schedule coming out in uh, a few weeks on May 12th, which is, you know, I will not touch a future on a team aside from one bet I've gotten in so far and I'll, I'll, I'll drop it later. Um, uh, I won't bet until I see the schedules because the schedules impact these teams so much. And I know a lot of people are trying to bait you into betting futures pre-schedule. I think it's such a fish move. Mm -hmm. So you have to wait for the schedule because, you know, if you want to bet, you know, a lot of these are one on the margin. So one game swings here or there. And if the team opens up, uh, you know, a a Thursday uh, off a back-to-back divisional game, schedule right and they lose a cheapie against a team like the bengals you know you're going to be kicking yourself that you didn't look at the schedule first so Mm -hmm. i implore people if you're going to bet futures especially after the draft wait for the schedule to come out and then kind of pound through that schedule very quickly and Mm -hmm. then i'll I'll start talking about uh futures and where i started laying some action and you know we'll try to make it another uh you know big year on the futures like last and the last then the year before that
0: yeah it's uh I'm with you. I think you got to take into account schedules before. Now, you might pay a price on some teams, but once again, that's the risk you have to take. But also the the odds aren't going to change that much. So if you go from plus 3,300 to plus, like, you know, I don't know. It's not 3,300, but, you know, they're going to be high odds because it's a full season total. But if you go from, let's say, 250 to 215, I mean, are you really going to be sweating it that much?
1: exactly and you got the added uh you know complexity 17 game season extra road or extra home game so uh i'm very excited to see the schedule come out the pats host the bucks this year uh i will be at that game i don't care the price and it sounds like we're going to have full stadium so i can't wait to see where they slot that game i have a wedding in dallas in october I am praying that there's a Dallas Cowboys home game at 1 o'clock that day because I will be there for that. And you'll cheer uh, for the other team, so that, right? Yeah, cheering for the other team for sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so I'm looking forward to this season getting back, getting back to normal, fully vaxxed up here in Connecticut. Yeah, what about you, Micah?
0: Um, my wife and I are finally at the point where we can get the vaccine because um, you're not supposed to get it like 90 days from – Yep. having it naturally so we're just kind of waiting to see we're feeling it out a little bit um we just have had some friends that were young kids that got covid and then got the vaccine and a couple of them had to go into the hospital oh
1: no
0: yeah so He's we're just kind of safe <laughs> playing it a little bit uh they weren't th- and it wasn't johnson and johnson either uh oh, um, no. so we're just kind of slow playing it a little bit on our end but we'll eventually i mean one will be required for work but two we'd like to eventually get it as well
1: yeah yeah it's uh i feel i feel a lot more uh a lot better about uh, going down to florida with it especially with a young family so
0: yeah exactly we, we're we're
1: We're vaxxed up
0: here i'll make sure i don't make out with you no tongue <laughs> no tongue when i kiss right. you it I should be you. good
1: I, I, you know i got it two weeks ago <laughs> i love
0: it well scott do we want to dive into the big thursday night oh
1: let's do it I, we'll, I'm, we'll save I'm mortal kombat enough. for the end yeah, well, definitely. <laughs> the spoiler alert: did not disappoint. But there, I will have some spoilers because I want to talk about a couple things that I really liked and a couple things uh, I have some gripes with. But
0: I like it. I'm excited. Let's get to the.
1: Let's get to some
0: props. Yes. So my
1: first prop that I have way too much money on, and it's because the book that I use up here, I think, has egregiously mispriced this. Now. The prop, the line I see on DraftKings is one and a half for running backs taken over in the first round, and it's plus money, plus 140, which I like, and I'd be betting because I do think given everything I've read about this draft and how there's limited running backs to take, I think people are either going to move up at the end of the first round or – they're going to go. Steelers are going to take Najee Harris, and I think the Bills are going to try to take ATN if the the Jags or the Jets don't. So I think there's four teams that are running back needy. Mm-hmm. They're going to say piss off analytics, uh, Twitter, and we're going to draft the running back because there's not a lot of options. So I think there's going to be some FOMO there.
0: I agree. Uh, I, th- I was going to say I think the running back talent, as far as like franchise changing, not changing, but eh, some. Yeah. That level um is slim to none in this year's draft. It's very once again, wide receivers, quarterbacks, even O Lyman is thin. Very thin.
1: Right. So, you know, this is a position where there's only a couple of guys that could be good and I think people are gonna stumble over themselves to get up. My book has over half a running back and minus three fifty. So I, I, I've pounded that into the the sand where I moved it up to 400, which is tough to do uh, yeah, on, wow. on my side. Uh So I am all over that. I think Najee Harris is going to Steelers based on everything I've read. So if you can get like an exact prop Najee Harris to the Steeler at Steelers at plus money, I think it's worth it. Uh, but I think uh, I think I think the Jags are actually really in play from what I'm hearing uh, to take ATN and pair them with. Uh, with Trevor Lawrence, so, uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if the Jets get to, you know, shaky, they got to get Zach Wilson some help at two, and and grab one of them, so I think there's four shots at running back, and just one of them needs to pop for my bet, but I do think two are probably going to go in the first round, so those are, that's the the first uh, prop I like.
0: Yeah, I I think those are all, those are great ones, Scott, to move it from 350 to 400, that is yeah, That's quite was a, a feat, lot, my friend.
1: There was a lot of action on it. <laughs> uh, maybe, uh, maybe I tipped my hand a little too hard. But what am I? What am I going to do?
0: That's true. I mean, I think you know we hinted at it uh, the last two time or you know, the last segment was we were talking about Jags, Jets. Right off the bat, you got to go Trevor Lawrence, just signed with Adidas today, by the way, and then Zach Wilson out of uh, BYU. BYU. Which, I just to me and I am I, a huge fan of Zach Wilson. I really enjoy watching him play. I just feel like you get rid of Darnold, and you you go and get Darnold, again. Yeah, it's like you you just drafted the same guy. Uh, to where before I think if they hang on to Darnold and they draft uh, that tackle out of Oregon, whose name I can't say. I think then you're starting to build a franchise around a quarterback, but I can't believe you look at Sam Darnold, who's I think two years older than Zach Wilson. I would, I'll have to yeah, fact check myself. So. I think yeah, right. I um, think you're right. And you go and you draft. You know, it just it doesn't make any sense to me to bail on Sam yeah. Darnold already when he's.
1: Yeah. Well, so if you up. have to, you have to do it. You have to do it. Because you're going to get a rookie quarterback on his, or you're going to get a rookie on his rookie deal. Uh, the, if you can build the team around him. Now the problem for Zach Wilson is he's going to, I think he's going to fail in the NFL because he's going to the Jets and the Jets are a historically terrible franchise. Uh, they have a defensive-minded head coach who's going to be leading the team. Uh, they don't have a lot of weapons at all. Um, you know they're just a badly run franchise. They're badly, you know, bad front office. We'll see about the coaching staff. I know everyone loves uh, loves the guy, and I can't think of his name, but I can see his face. Robert Sala. Um, yes, I know thank everyone you. loves him, but uh, I, you know, I'll continue to short the New York Jets, and I'm going to continue to short. And I'm going to short Zach Wilson. And I think you know, you know what I love about Draft Twitter and Draft time is all these quarterbacks are projected to be, you know, absolute studs. And the reality is <laughs> only one most likely is going to be successful, maybe two. Right. Keyword um keyword even successful. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Exactly. You know, Kyler Murray is just a first round pick. You know, he can't even snip the playoffs. This is a very tough league to win in consistently.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So uh, I, I'm going to be short uh, Zach Wilson. And frankly, I, I'm going to be short Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Uh, he's going to a bad, another bad organization where the owner gets in the way way too much. Uh, you know, historically terrible. So many holes on that team. They have no weapons. I know he's a really good quarterback. He's got a first-year NFL head coach. I'm shorting. I'm shorting Trevor Lawrence. And I think whoever lands at the Niners should have some success because the team is absolutely stacked.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just—it's crazy that Lance is now climbing up that board. He's the youngest one in the, in the draft, I yeah. believe. I think he's 20. Are,
1: are you a Trevor, uh, Trevor, Trey Lance believer?
0: Um. No, I'm not. (laughs) Uh, To be totally frank, now, do I think in a Kyle Shanahan offense that he could do something? Yes. Uh, I just don't. I don't. I mean, he was was a D1 wide receiver recruit Mm -hmm. to a lot of bigger schools and went to NDSU to play quarterback. Stop me if you've heard this before, where somebody who's a really, really good athlete and might be a really good team leader – but you see him as another position. They go to the NFL, try him out a quarterback. You know, we see what happens. I just, I don't know. Joe Webb is a guy that comes to my mind. Uh, Tim Tebow, like, there's just a lot of people that were like, "Hey, like, I'm a really good athlete," and Joe Webb was a good quarterback in college at UAB. Trey Lance, I think, was is a good quarterback from NDSU. Now, could he prove me wrong? Absolutely. But the the one thing that pisses me off more than anything just because of how bad I got burned on it uh, as a Vikings fan with – I'm going to bring him up again as Christian Ponder. Like, oh, man, he's so smart. Like, he scored so high on the whatever stupid test. Wonderlick, wonderlick. Yeah, like, who gives a wonder lick my butt? Like, I don't care. Like, I really – I don't care about it. And yeah. it's like, oh, he's a smart quarterback. That's great. Christian Ponder, all he had to do was turn around and hand a ball off arguably one of the greatest running backs in NFL history, and hit Kyle Rudolph on a drag route off of a waggle every once in a while, and he couldn't even do it. I Don't care how smart you are, you might be able to Samantha read a defense. Samantha Ponder is going to be listening anything.
1: to this pod, and she's going to be pissed.
0: I, Samantha Ponder, you're way more successful than your husband. Hire me, please. <laughs> <laughs> like, if she's listening, it's just my two cents. I just yeah. that all the like you said, the analytic stuff. I think he has potential to be great under Shanahan. No. If he's gonna go somewhere and be successful, it. it's him. But that's it. Uh so
1: I, I I don't know where he's gonna land. I think uh if you if you have a feel on Trey Lance where he may land, if he doesn't go three, I think you get some juicy odds there. Let me pull them up. Uh because if he doesn't go three, I don't know where he lands, especially with the Bridgewater trade today mm-hmm. and going to Denver, which is gonna take me to my next prop while I pull up the uh the odds on trey lance where he lands um i like denver broncos plus 400 drafted cornerback and i think they're gonna have patrick Sertan or jc horn i think they're both really juicy on DraftKings. they're both uh above plus 600 so if you want to get frisky and take one of them (laughs) i think they really need a corner uh this upcoming season, I think their offense is going to be humming. I think they're a playoff team with Teddy Bridgewater. They need to shore up that defense a little bit. Vic Fangio, defensive mind head coach, uh, I think he'd love to get a, a big corner in there. And then you got two NFL pedigree guys staring at you in the face. Uh, so I think it's a it's um it's a really juicy bet to to get a cornerback to the Broncos because they need it badly because mm-hmm. their defense got torched. Pretty bad. Um, so, some of the Trey Lance odds where he lands 49ers plus 300, Panthers plus 400, Pats plus 400, no shot, Broncos <laughs> plus 600, maybe Falcons plus 700, Lions plus 700, football team plus 700, Bears plus 800, Eagles plus 1200, Raiders 1600, no shot, um, maybe Steelers plus 1600, but I don't see it. Uh, dark throw throw Lions plus seven hundred, but I, I wouldn't feel too good about it. I think I'd feel better uh Justin Fields yeah. to the Lions plus six hundred. But I don't know. I think the Lions will be moving back. Uh there's no way to bet whether a team trades on DraftKings, which is <laughs> such a bummer, because I'd be hammering the Lions because they need draft capital. If they're not gonna be good this year. You know, just say la V on quarterback this year and just pray for next year the worst <laughs> team in football and you get the first pick.
0: Because they've been so good every year drafting, God, just yeah. <laughs> you know, just bad
1: franchises. It doesn't matter who they get; they're gonna. It really
0: doesn't, friend. you know. It, and I hate saying this too, but I could see old Gruden at seventeen. Mm. If like if there's one of those four guys on the board, <laughs> yeah. Gruden would just be like, "Yeah, we give him to me. Take them. Yeah, I could just totally like if Trey, if Trey Lance or Justin Fields." Fall back that far? I don't think they would. I don't. I, but like you said, I don't know. I don't know.
1: I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm not sure.
0: Uh, that'd be so good. I, no, <laughs> that'd be so would be. good.
1: So along the lines of my over one and a half and over half running backs taken, um, I really like over five and a half. Uh, it's plus money. Alabama players taking cause I know four for certain. You're gonna get Jalen Waddell, you're gonna get Mac Jones, you're gonna get Devonta Smith, you're gonna get um, Patrick Certan. They're they're sure fire, they're going in the top thirty two. They got the two O they got an O lineman, they got a D lineman, they got Najee Harris.
0: Yeah, I was gonna so say seven
1: Harris. guys potentially in the first round. Numbers five and a half. That's so gross. Uh, so I think uh, I think Alabama's pedigree. They're going to get guys drafted, and I'm going to be all over that. And then, uh, sidebar player to be drafted first, Jalen Waddle minus 240, I got today over Devonta Smith. I think Waddle is mm-hmm. looking like he's going to go top nine. So I like him over Devonta Smith, who I think is going to fall. But I th- actually think Waddle ends up in Miami based on what I've been been reading after Jamar Chase goes five, but that's going to be – that's the uh, the chalky draft board.
0: Yeah. I just think Cincinnati – and I told my brother-in-law because he's a Bengals fan. It's just like if you're Cincinnati, you can't – like, yeah, Jamar Chase, that'd be great. I get it. Him and Joe, the connection, blah, blah, blah. Y- you have to protect your asset. It's not flashy. I get it. It sucks. But you have to protect your asset. Joe Burrow is your oh. franchise quarterback. You've seen what he can do with a wet paper towel in front of him. Yeah. Imagine what he can do if he has one person who can block one, just one.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. I think they should go O-line. I think they should get. They should probably trade back, trade back a few spots. Someone who's uh, antsy to get a quarterback, mm-hmm. and then you can get Slater or Sewell. Um, I don't know why they wouldn't do that, but uh, we'll see. Just how the draft falls then, but. I think it's a mistake that they they draft Jamar Chase because they have wide receiver talent, and there's nothing that says uh, wide receiver early first round is uh, the recipe for success. You know, it is a recipe for success is having a great O and D line. Mm
0: -hmm. Got to win in the trips. It's not. And that's what I actually was going to use that as a segue into the Vikings uh, as we talk about our two teams here, which we're going back-to-back, Scott. we got Vikings on the clock. At 14, and then the Pats coming in at 15. Which this is the highest picks for both of our franchises in a in a while. Um, ours was, well, yours is a lot longer than ours, but yeah. ours was 15. Years 2008. Uh, our last pick that was higher than 14 was number 11. That was Trey Wayne's, no longer <laughs> on the team. Whoops. The only players on our team prior to 2018. So that's you know people who aren't on rookie <laughs> contracts anymore. <laughs> Is Harrison Smith and Anthony Barr. Anthony Barr almost left. So, I mean, that's great. I mean, we, we've had a lot of first round picks, but that's Teddy Bridgewater, Cordell Patterson, first rounders, uh, oh. Mackenzie Alexander, uh, Mike Hughes. I don't think Mackenzie Alexander was. Anyway, you know, just a lot of players that worked for a year or two and then injuries or whatever it might be uh, just didn't work out. Or Xavier Rhodes looking for a bigger contract elsewhere after he got cooked. Uh, two years ago we were like yeah we're not paying anybody. get out of here so uh for the vikings i'm excited it's an opportunity for us to improve where i think uh what we were just talking about online it's you help out twofold you get kirk cousins more time and you also will get uh uh geez, dalvin cook you know help block for him because that's that's what you need to do, and if you ever think about Vikings teams that have been successful, they've been teams that have been able to run the ball, minus the 2000 or 99-2000 team, um, teams have been able to run the ball and dominate the line of scrimmage on the defensive side of the ball, Purple People Eaters, um, John Randall, the Williams wall, Jared Allen, uh, Daniil Hunter, Everson Griffin, I mean, these guys that build the defense. And build that foundation, and keep them off of elite linebackers like Kendricks. It give you an opportunity to really be great, and don't let you get exposed on the back end when you have two young quarterbacks or corners, excuse me, um, playing. Which now we'll see if Dantzler, he's probably done. So uh, anyway, we won't dive into that any further. But yeah, I think we go line, uh, whether that be Elijah Vera Tucker. If he's still on the board there, Uh, I know he's. they say his arms are a little short for NFL tackle, which, whatever, once again, okay. Um, But even if we move him inside a guard and just work him out towards tackle, that's fine too. But I I would be very excited about that. Now, the last USC O-lineman we drafted was Khalil, and he sucked. (laughs) And he was a left tackle as well. So... But he was great, his rookie year, phenomenal rookie year, and then like I said, faded out. So we'll see. I'm I'm excited to see what they do. Um the v- Spielman to me I has my utmost trust with where he's taken this franchise over the years. And so I I trust him in the heading in that direction as well. But Scott, is uh is Baby or is uh is Dog Dog Belichick gonna make any draft picks oh, tomorrow?
1: The the, the bright lights are on them because the last few years they have not drafted particularly well. Um, Last year, you know, a little too early, but they've already released their kicker and, you know... (laughs) (laughs) We'll see about some of the defensive guys they got the year before. Nikhil Harry, you know, we all know Mm -hmm. how that's going. Juan Williams, he's going to be out of the NFL soon. He's done nothing. Chase Winovich, Damian Harris, Jake Bailey, those are good picks. Jarrett Stidham, not so much. Uh, (laughs) Going back through history now, was it because of Tom Brady or not? They always go defensive tackle, corner, defensive end, linebacker. They never draft offensive guys, so I'd be really surprised if they stay at 15. Uh, I know a lot of guys are projecting Micah Parsons to the Pats, but every time that there's groupthink group think on who the Patriots are going to take,
0: that's what? <laughs> Everything changes. That's not who
1: they're going to take. So um, I'm pretty confident Micah Parsons isn't going to be a, a Patriot. Uh, I actually have the last prop I gave out. Michael Parsons over 13 half draft position. I don't think he's going to go early. I think uh, teams are going to focus on offense or corner or O-line early and not so much a linebacker. I think it's being overshadowed his a position in the NFL, and there's some off-the-field stuff with him, apparently. I don't know. I'm not in those rooms, but uh, <laughs> I don't think Michael Parsons is going to be the guy. So uh, I think the Pats are – and I'm really not sure what the Pats are going to do, and I'm not sure what the right thing for them to do, if they should trade up to get Justin Fields or not. Uh, I, I'm still a believer that Jim Garoppolo is going to be a, a Patriot next season, part of that 2014 draft class. You know, uh, James White, Hall of Famer, Brian Stork, won a Super Bowl, Cameron Fleming, you know, household names like that. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, So Cash. Uh, I think that they're going to move back in the draft. I think they're going to go maybe a late corner, um, maybe an edge rusher, but maybe Newsom at corner they move back maybe, I doubt Farley given his uh, his uh, injury history uh, maybe Asante Samuel Jr. going to get him back in the fam um, You know, I think that uh, what I'm hearing is that maybe they're going to trade Gilmore and some picks to get up uh, early in the draft I don't really buy that because if you're drafting early in the draft why do you need Steph Gilmore because your team is so far away from being competitive Uh maybe they do it with the broncos i don't know uh right i I, i'm not really sure what they're going to do uh i know that a lot of people don't know what they're going to do so i expect them to trade back i don't think they're going to trade up for justin fields and i think maybe kyle trask is in our future or uh yeah if i had that maybe kyle trask and he's shooting up draft boards so um i don't know what the pat's going to do but uh should i be excited if they trade up and get justin fields it's just not their ML.
0: No, no, it is not. And I, if you're McDaniel's too, I feel like you got to be sitting here, like, okay, like I'm. Not only am I getting a quarterback for my offense now, but most likely when I take over the helm here in however many years it is, this is going to be my guy. Yeah. So, who knows?
1: Who knows? I don't know. I'm 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 excited to see where they go here but uh i'm really not sure um that's what makes the draft so exciting and right. then you know all the all the months of hype after that so yeah uh Jersey i think Shales. they're gonna go i think they're gonna go defense i think they have one of the best defenses in the league this year with guys coming back even though patrick chung retired but they got baby chung and uh kyle Dugger. so i think the pats and you know, the only future I bet so far this year is Pats to win the division at plus 350. Uh, mm-hmm. I think people are overhyped on the Bills. Um, you know, we love the Bills, this is a Buffalo Bills podcast, but <laughs> I'm getting three and a half to one on the the Pats right. to win that division, and they went nine and seven last year. Looked like total dookie, tough, tough schedule. Uh, first year of Cam, he had issues. They had no weapons whatsoever defense abandoned them they won nine and seven so mm-hmm. i'm all in on this pats team i think they're going to be great this year i think they're just so loaded uh on the defensive side uh a, i think if they move up and they draft justin field the odds are going to uh, significantly improve dolphins scary they have five picks in the first 100 um they're going to be somebody to contend with, but uh, I don't know if I'm a buyer of Tua, and I think they got uh, fleeced there uh, in that draft, uh, you know, going uh, to over Justin Field or Justin Herbert. So uh, that's where I stand. Uh, let's run it, run it back on the bets. Over one and a half running backs taken first round. My actions on over half a running back taken in the first round at significantly minus money at 350, but I freaking love it. Um, I got uh, Jalen Waddle over Devonta Smith, minus two and change. I have over Micah Parsons, 13 and a half draft position. I have Denver to take a corner uh, at plus 400. And then if you want to take uh, Horn or uh, Sertan there, plus six and plus 700 respectively. So I think that's uh, worth a little dabble. And then over five and a half SEC players taken in the first round. Not
0: SEC, Alabama. Alabama. Yeah, I think those are all good. Scott, let me ask you this just as a football question. What do you think or who do you think is a team that can really make a leap either in the first round, really improve themselves and put themselves truly in a contender position or just by having a good draft? I know you hinted at Dolphins just because they have a plethora of picks. Um, but who's a team that can really bolster their – contention yeah
1: well certainly the Dolphins just given how many picks they have uh, I actually I really like what the Giants can potentially do here mm-hmm. uh, loaded with talent they just need to shore up some parts of their team and uh, Unfortunately, they just don't have a lot of draft picks, but they need to nail the first two rounds. They need to shore up that offensive line. I think it's going to be very important for them. Or if they start moving back and they just uh, collect some guys, I think it could be smart for them. And there's some talk about them moving out of 11 uh, so they can uh, shore up that team a little bit. Uh, And then, you know, I think the Cardinals, too. The Cardinals are in win now mode. They brought in JJ Watt, they have uh, Chandler Jones. They have a lot of talent there. they just need to get Kyler of Murray, some more weapons, you know, no more Larry Fitzgerald, uh, dreams. They got, uh, Deandre Hopkins. They need to get some more, some more bodies around him mm-hmm. and they could maybe have a very dynamic offense. Unfortunately, they play in the, the toughest division in football. So, uh, good luck there. Um, but I think those are the, the big teams, the giants need to be smart because that's a very gettable division in the cards.
0: Yeah. I, I like that Cardinals, uh, thought as well i think they're in a position uh, to really make some moves it's crazy just seeing it sucks if you're a bears fan you're having to pick at 20 because there's just so many things that you need and you're just you're stuck there um
1: and you know what they really have is that the the gm's on the hot seat so the gm he needs to to make some moves and you know, do the the owners let him make some moves that could potentially really impact the future of the team? Uh, I wouldn't let him. Uh, I would say, hey, everything needs to get approved by me because I can't let you blow up the next four years of my uh, team, a la mm-hmm. the Houston Texans, so you can save your job by, you know, pulling a rabbit out of your your tuchus here. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we'll, we'll see how that goes. And that's why, you know. I'm so excited for this weekend, or for Thursday. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I'll, I'll be on the golf course, so I will not be watching.
0: <laughs> yeah, so the big night, obviously, first round, it's going to be the uh, what everyone is talking about. But just remember, folks, yes, round one, is it's the flash. It's the possible franchise changer. But where your team improves is from rounds 4 to 7 in my opinion. Can you find those diamonds in the rough cuz there's the the high level talent players, there's so many of them now between round 1 and 3 honestly that you can get some absolute studs in my opinion. Uh now 3 maybe a stretch, but you, really your first two rounds you are drafting the 64 best players in college football. And there's a lot of players in college football. So I think really where your GM is gonna earn his money is those guys the Stefan Diggs in the fourth round I remember telling all my buddies hey this guy is an absolute freak yes everyone you can point at Tom Brady at 199 uh, there's a Steph lot of Diggs players. Is a great
1: example yeah. great example
0: you can you can find them. then those guys that were freaks coming out of high school and maybe got stuck in a bad situation in college and then but they have the talent and they just needed coaching boom. That's where your GMs earn their money, right there. Yep. Then they get them on rookie contracts, and then you build a team. Exactly. That's when you build a team. Uh, well, Scott, let's uh, enough about the, the draft, I guess. Let's dive into the big event from Friday night of last week, Beek. and let's talk Beek. about some fatalities, huh?
1: <laughs> I'll tell you, they did not disappoint at all. Mortal Kombat lived up to all the billing. Now, did you watch this yet? Did you watch Mortal Kombat? Yet? I did. i did. just yes gonna for you. some spoiler. Ah, oh, I mean, did not disappoint. Now, my 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 one gripe is they just created a new character, the main character that they follow along for the majority of the movie. He's never been in Mortal Kombat before, so I thought that was a little cheesy that they just created a character out of thin air. But mm-hmm. you know, that's neither here nor there. Also. When Kane, there's a scene where Kano is essentially being held by Sonya Blade, uh, he's being held captive, and then he gets out of it. And then they just act like buddies,
0: yeah.
1: right? They're just, you know, they're just hanging out like, oh, we're going to be best friends now after, you know, you've had me tied up for God knows how long. Yeah. Putting all that aside, the fight scenes were awesome. Mm-hmm. They, they, they had Lord Goro in it. They brought... My personal favorite character to play in Mortal Kombat, Cabal, was in the movie. They, they, you know, they had a great storyline for Sub Zero and Scorpion that, uh, you know, really brought together the movie. And the, the, by the end of the movie, you really realized it's a, it's an origin movie. Right. There's going to be a second. It's mm-hmm. going to be fantastic. They're going to get really into the the Mortal Kombat tournament, which is coming. And uh, you got to learn how all these guys got their special powers. I mean. You're, you're, it's not winning an Oscar, but it, 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 it was a uh, uh, one hour, 40 minutes of just great, great, great action. So I thoroughly enjoyed it. The guy who played the King was, uh, was a boss too. So who was your – first your thoughts and then second, who's your Mortal Kombat character?
0: Oh, thoughts? I, I, it was one of those where, like you said, it, it gets to a point where you go, OK, this is very much set up for a franchise. And my beef always with these kind of movies is you can't. I'm not saying you play all your cards, but you gotta have a real a good movie as your first one if people are gonna come back and watch more. Yeah. Um, I remember talking to a couple buddies. They're like, "How is um, Johnny Cage not in this? Like Johnny Cage mm-hmm. feels like, like one of the main guys." And so, I mean, there'll be an Easter egg in the movie for those of you who haven't watched it. Um, but then it just so for me, I played the Mortal Kombat like arcade video game more than I did any of the, but I was really young when they were arcade video games. And then I know a lot of people dived hard into, especially recently with Mortal Kombat, like 11, I think is one that came out most recent, but like 11 of these, like holy smokes. Um, to where the the storylines, I didn't know where the heck I was. I'm like, what's <laughs> in the, in the video game? So the movie was nice. I was like, I'm gonna go in, cleanse my palate. I'm gonna see what you know they're trying to build as the franchise. It was entertaining. Um, the fights were great. The thing that I didn't like about the fights was it felt like they were all at the end and they're all at the same time. <laughs> and I'm just like, wait a second. I'm like no. Like there's a couple of them sprinkled throughout, but then it's like you got. Like five fights going on at one time. I'm like, well, oh, holy crap! Like I can I can right. handle two in my head, but it was still. I mean the the finishers, everything was was phenomenal. It was what I would want out of a Mortal Kombat movie. So I was happy. Yeah. I was very happy. Exactly.
1: It's what I wanted.
0: Yeah. 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 Like you said, I'm not going into this like expecting to read between the lines of the art and the. Yeah. Uh, you know oh they they chose this camera shot because of uh you know they really yeah. when they put kato and through in the you know the rule of thirds and then they had him do this and that <laughs> like you're not going to that for that and yeah. and uh, but to answer your your question and obviously i was kind of sad in the movie but he had a really cool moment uh i always enjoy playing with kung lao just because oh, yeah i <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, And the finisher he does is like why I like playing with Kung Lao Because it's, <laughs> it's so weird But it's it's fun all at the same time um, But what about you? Who is your favorite? Uh,
1: so early I used to uh, I was basic with Liu Kang But uh, the later ones when Cabal was in Because uh, he was one of the speedy guys I thought he got an advantage in Mortal Kombat for you One with speed versus playing with like, someone like Jax Who was slow and, Right You know High damage. So uh, I was a big cabal guy. And uh, that's why I was surprised that he was actually in the movie. He was such a random character to have in there. But he, yeah, he
0: delivered. I know. He was one, I'll be honest, he was one I saw and I'm like, I don't know who this guy is. <laughs> so um, that, was, that was definitely entertaining. And I liked the. I thought they did a good job with Jax. The only thing that confused me was I'm like, okay, this is Mortal Kombat. Like, where's the you know him and sub-zero have their little bout and then it's just like okay that's it and he just like lets him fall yeah why
1: is he just letting him fight
0: him yeah but you know
1: which could tell you exactly you just gotta suspend disbelief for the movie
0: yeah and that's what yeah exactly and then raiden was cool i thought they did a good job with him
1: yes i agree i agree so
0: overall happy overall happy
1: uh uh, I can't wait for the next one. I'll, I'll definitely be tuning in. I will. Uh, I do love the HBO Max, though, that yes. I can just watch from the, the comfort of my couch. Uh, I don't need to be in the movie theater, but apparently plenty of people want to be in the movie theater. So uh,
0: God bless you. I watched Godzilla vs. Kong after this, too. Or Kong vs. Godzilla. I oh, I watched like...
1: it, too. Another movie. just got me where I wanted to go. I didn't think. It was so ridiculous. <laughs> it me. was.
0: I, I had such a... and. Because I didn't, I don't, I don't even know. Did you watch the first three, like the Kong individual, and then the two Godzilla movies?
1: So I think I watched one. I think I watched the the movie with uh, Brian Cranston, the Godzilla. Uh, I thought it was pretty awful. Kong Skull Island was actually pretty entertaining. I enjoyed that. Uh, was there a second Godzilla movie?
0: Godzilla King of Monsters.
1: Yeah, I definitely like didn't. Like Mothra
0: and. Uh, no, nah, I didn't watch that. King whatever. Uh,
1: I'm not, I don't get the Godzilla movies, man. Even going back to the Matthew Matthew Broderick one, I watched that in the theaters. It was oh, awful.
0: '99.
1: Oh yeah, terrible. The only terrible.
0: thing I remember about those movies was Taco Bell running like a toy promotion for that movie. <laughs> That's a good memory. <laughs> it's yeah. I, that was uh, terrible though. I'd, I've rewatched uh, that. That sucked.
1: It was really bad. I think it's been on recently, and I I watched. I put it on. It's like I can't believe they made this movie, and it was supposed to be the blockbuster. Yeah, they thought it'd be good. The the Godzilla movies, but this one was, you know, it was it was so ridiculous, so ridiculous. It was
0: great. I'll never watch it again. No, no, I watched it, and I was just like, "This is." I not even for me. Like I'm usually pretty good at suspension of disbelief, but Mm -hmm. even for me, a little bit through that, I'm like, "This is."
1: Stupid What am I watching but yeah. I, I was just like I, I didn't even care I wasn't thinking I was just relaxing <laughs> That's We, the key, we have think. a very active house Up here in Connecticut Right now So uh, uh, I enjoyed not thinking For uh, You know 100 minutes <laughs> and watch that movie So I watched it on a Friday night I thoroughly enjoyed it But yeah I never watched it again If you don't want to think for, uh, t- for a couple hours It's a perfect movie for you
0: Yes. yes. It that that's very true. Well, Scott, I'm excited to see you this weekend, my man.
1: Me too. We're gonna have a great time. We will, we're, gonna, well. we're gonna go low. We're gonna get some pictures.
0: Yes. So I know we got a sign out there. You and I were of uh the of the same mind. Yeah. Ashley was like uh I was like, Yeah, I wanna do a pigskin junkies one. She's like, is I think Scott's already doing that. I was like, Oh, yeah. okay. I mean, we we've got to put two out there, but I put an Auburn Auburn sign out. Oh,
1: okay. All right, all
0: right. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh,
1: yeah uh, we'll, we'll get a picture of the Pigskin junkie. hole. Hopefully it's the part three so we can uh, get some videos of us hitting uh, into the part three.
0: Oh, on uh, two? Did you special yeah. request hole two?
1: Oh, I should. It's a little late now. I don't want to
0: bother him. <laughs> I'll message Ashley. She's okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm very excited. I'm very excited to see you this weekend and uh, see everyone it's going to be it's going to be a great time
0: it is and and if you ended up donating we always say thank you very much uh to that as well uh means a lot to me my family especially my sister-in-law uh and orlando health and auburn so thank you for that um orlando health has done a lot for uh the larson family with with noah and with with jared so it means a lot Uh, But with that, Junkies, thank you so much for tuning in, Scott. Great seeing you over Skype. We'll see you in a couple days. And, Junkies, enjoy the draft. Let us know what you think, what your prop plays are, and we can't wait to hear from you. I'm going to edit this podcast right now. You're going to hear it. Don't don't forget. (laughs) Yeah, I won't. Um, And then maybe, once again, if you want the Super Bowl one, the immediate reaction, let me know, and I'll put it on there. Thank you so much, (laughs) Junkies. We're out of here. Later. Suck, take two, something. <laughs>